All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gil Garcia. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Today is Monday, April 12th. Uh, it was a fun field working for me. I watched a lot of soccer. You know, I went to an LAFC game. They had a preseason game. And of course, I watched the LA Galaxy game against RSL, which was fun. You know, we, I think we got as close as you could potentially see a starting lineup uh, for the LA Galaxy. And obviously here to help me talk about all things uh, LA Galaxy, we got Alicia Rodriguez. Alicia, how are you doing? Doing well, Gio. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I, I mean, just, just well, like six, seven days away from the, from the actual season starting. It, it feels like, you know, we're finally here right after, you know, doing so many podcasts and talking about, you know, the off season moves and everything here and there, but now we're, we're here uh, just, just a couple of days away. And I'm excited. You know, I think we saw what this LA galaxy team is potentially going to look like, right. There, there's a couple uh, pieces that are still coming in, but overall, like, what did you take of this weekend and how, how did you spend your weekend? Yeah, I was busy uh, working too, for the most part. Um, you know, always love watching soccer. I can't wait until we get into the games that actually count. So uh, this is really exciting to see, but uh, yeah, the, the Galaxy uh, tune-up on Saturday, I think, is our best look of of what they'll probably look like uh, to start the season, as as any that we'll get, and uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about that in some depth. Yeah, um, anything fun you did this weekend? Anything, anything fun? Anything outrageous? I did see that you, you you got your you got your vaccine. You got you is that is that happened this week? This past week? Yes, I got my first dose uh, midweek. So. Uh, a little over two weeks away from my second dose. I'm I'm really excited. Um, I wasn't planning on going to any games in person until I was vaccinated. So uh, I anticipate that uh, probably starting in May, I'll, I'll be able to get out to some games and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's been so long since we, we, I haven't seen you in person, but, you know, thank God for technology. And, you know, I think we were talking the other day, you know, when was the last time? Because I remember meeting you in the press box and then I, I found you on Twitter and I was like, hey, I saw you yesterday <laughs> at the game, and then from then on, obviously, our you know our, our relationship grew, and now we're doing you know weekly podcasts talking about you know both LA teams. But yeah, it's gonna be exciting, exciting to have you back. Uh, obviously, the press box uh, with the LA Galaxy, they they finally have us in the press box this season, this preseason, and they're spacing us out. So they have one seat, one seat, uh, the next seat, no one's there, then one seat. So. At first, I was like, "Why is it so spread out?" And I didn't, I didn't think about it. You know, I didn't think about it because I'm so used to sitting next to someone. And I guess those are the rules. Those are the rules that we we gotta abide by. But it, it feels good, you know, to be back at the press box. It feels good to see familiar faces there. You know, more and more people start to come in, and you know, just stays away. I know the other galaxy go away against Inter Miami, but hopefully, you think you'll be there by by a home opener. Uh, no, it'll probably be mid middle of the month or maybe to the end of the month. It, it also depends on, you know, family commitments, um, other things going on. So I haven't pinpointed the exact date yet, but I am looking forward to getting back to Dignity Health Sports Park. Um, you say that, you know, you, you have to leave every other seat open in the press box. That's fantastic because inside baseball of the, the press box situation there, um, the chairs are like stacked right on top of each other normally in the press box. So having a, a space between, I think will give us plenty of room to maneuver and, you know, stretch our elbows out a little bit. So I'll, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. So it feels good. You have a lot more space and, you know, um, the, the thing that's interesting about, about the, the LA Galaxy press box, which was really cool, which I really love, you sit right in the middle you right? Sit, and, and you can see both sides evenly just fine. And, and, there, and there's not a bad seat if, if you're in the press. Obviously, we're, we're, we're higher up, but I mean, there's not really a bad seat, at, you know, at Dignity Health Sports Park and just watching it that you get to see everything from end to end. And, you know, going to different stadiums and stuff, the seating's always different. You know, it, it, sometimes if you go to like, you know, like the, if you go to the, the right, I know you cover NBA, you go to Staples Center, you're like above the nosebleeds, you know, right. if, if you're not, you know, one of the main guys, reporters, you know, down there, you're, you're above the nosebleeds, but El Galaxy definitely have a good spot in the field. I'm excited. You know, we're going to have fans back and I, uh, I'm very interested to see how, how it looks and how it feels because I, I was at L the LAFC game. They had about 700 people. You could kind of feel it, but you know, I think, well, I think they're going to have about 20, 30%. I don't know the exact number for the LA Galaxy, but you know, expecting a couple thousand people there it's, it's gonna it's gonna change a lot you know from going to so many games with no fans to finally you know feeling some type of normal yeah and we didn't really get to see victoria block like in all its glory last year we only had the one game where um you know there were they were at dignity health sports park so uh 
you know, obviously it's not going to be the same as kind of a normal scenario, but I am definitely looking forward to um, seeing, you know, the, the fans in the standing section, um, those who are really dedicated to, to chanting and cheering and, and dancing for 90 minutes. I think that's really going to help with the atmosphere. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. And um, I think after a long year, I think we're all looking forward to uh, little moments like that to help us feel like we're getting back to normal again. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's what we're hoping for. Quickly in the chat, we have who Mike Jones. That's a great, that's a great uh, username. If you guys remember Mike Jones, the song, he this guy's like who Mike Jones wave at us. And then Galaxy Guy podcast, he says greetings, Gio and Alicia. So everybody, uh, thank you guys for joining in here in the live stream. Uh, but yeah, let, let's talk about um, obviously this RSL preseason game. Uh, we saw we, obviously the Galaxy got the win, but there, I think there's a lot of things that stood out. Obviously, we know that you know we we saw that Grand Sir got the start. Um, it looked like he was about a couple minutes restriction. I think he played about 20, 25, 20, 25, 26. I don't, I don't remember how many minutes, but he definitely was like on a minutes restriction there. Um, what did you take overall of this game for the Yellow Galaxy? Yeah, I as far as the public uh, games that we've been able to see, obviously the Galaxy played some games that we couldn't see. But the, of the ones that we got to see, uh, I think the first half was the best one that they've shown uh, in the preseason. Uh, second half was a little bit shaggy, I think, kind of along the lines of some of the other preseason games that we have seen. But the first half, I think, was really good. They were sharp. Uh, they were incisive in the attack. They kind of, they controlled the run of play overall. Um, and, and they played mostly in RSL's half. So, you know, they were kind of dictating the game, I think, in the first 45. Uh, they got the lead, and I think they deserved it. Um, and the goal from Victor Vasquez was, I guess, all they needed on that day to, you know, to get the victory. It's just a preseason game. Results don't count. But I do think it was a good marker for them to end the, season, the preseason on and um, find a little bit of rhythm with something approaching, if not the actual uh, starting 11 ahead of the season opener. Yeah, and I think right the LA Galaxy this season are going to have a lot more depth than I think we, we've seen last couple of seasons. You know, they're going to have depth in the defensive end. I think that they were lacking at times because, you know, what happened last year, COVID, you name it, different things, right? So we, we saw Fisher, who got the start over Araujo. I'm very, I think that that may – I don't think Araujo may have that spot locked down because I, I think they're, if they're a week away from your game, I think you typically want to have – the starters, you know, go full 90 minutes. And I, I mean, I think it is a battle now because I was expecting Araujo to get the start, right? We're not in training. We're not at practice. We don't see, and it, and it's good to see Fisher uh, play. And I think he, I mean, he didn't play the whole half, right? I don't, he, he played, he played a, a little bit. I don't, I don't remember if he played the whole half, but you know, I was, I was interested to see if Araujo was going to play the full 90 minutes. You know, I think that I wanted to see who was going to play the full 90 minutes. I think obviously Chicharito came to like 89th minute, Jonathan yeah. Santos. He had like, a, I don't know. I don't think it was injury, but they, they subbed him out after, after it looked like to be an injury. Victor Vasquez, I think he got subbed out. So, you know, I think the best thing is like, we saw that hey, Chicharito can go full 90 minutes, even though he played 89 minutes, you know, we saw what, you know, obviously Grand Sur, he's, he only got a couple minutes in, but we did see, I think we may potentially see him and Dunbar start, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of pieces that, that we don't know it's locked down, but we assume Grand Sir, Kevin Cabral, whenever he comes back, we're assuming those are going to be the pieces, but because of these guys, because they're not game fit, you know, this, the circumstances are that the LA Galaxy are dealing with, there's going to be a couple opportunities for players st to step up and get, get a start this weekend. Yeah, I would say that as far as the lineup went, I think the starting lineup was probably pretty close to the the starting 11, like you said, I think at right back, there's probably a competition. Um, I don't even necessarily think that the person who starts on Sunday in the opener is going to be, have the spot locked down. Um, I think in part, Fisher got minutes um, it, against RSL to give him some minutes because he had been injured for most or all of the preseason. So um, I think in part, it was just, just to give him a run out. But I do think he's in contention to start potentially. Um but I wouldn't read too much into how long most of the players went. I agree that Chicharito going for nearly the entire game is a good sign because I think that means he's pretty much ready. But we saw that some of these players, some guys have barely played in a year. Um, some guys had injuries in preseason. Some guys uh, came into camp fit, basically. You know, the ones who are on international duty uh, with the United States basically came in uh, fit. So they don't really need that much time to run out. So I, I think there's some extenuating circumstances here, but having said that, I do think that we're probably 
seven, eight, nine of the players in the starting lineup, you know, started uh, this game. So it gives us a good sense of, of probably who's going to be starting uh, against Inter Miami. Yeah, and I think there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of changes just to be uh, start to start the season because of the circumstances. Obviously, you know the players not not, not being game fit, right? Whether they're they're probably are physically fit, but game fit's a, it's a different story. Yeah. And I think we saw Efrain Alvarez come in, you know, for Victor Vasquez, Victor Vasquez, excuse me, Carlos Harvey came in for Jonathan Dos Santos, you know, Jalen Neer for Daniel Stairs. So there, there's going to be, I think, a lot of movement within the, maybe the, the first two, potentially three games, depending how everybody is there. And then I think, you know, once, once you get a game three, four, five, I think we're actually going to see the full, healthy, strong LA Galaxy that you, that you have. And I think, one thing about the other galaxy, uh, I'm very interested interested to see how these first two three games uh, how they play and um, how they get the rhythm, you know, because I think that may be a challenge for the first couple of games for them. Yeah, I agree. I think that's kind of why we saw the first half looked really good um, against RSL. And to be fair, I think most people are projecting RSL probably aren't going to be one of the stronger teams in the Western Conference. They're also a week out from their opener. They're the unlucky team that have to wait a week to start their season. Um, because of uneven numbers in MLS this year. Um, and then the second half was n- didn't have really any rhythm to it. It was, it was really choppy. Um, you know, part of that's preseason. I, I, I've talked to people before, and, you know, my opinion is sometimes in preseason you get a game where uh, the players don't look like they're going full speed. And there's, you know, announcers and ex-players and stuff who tell me, no, when you're playing, you go all out every time. There's no difference. But, I mean, there ha- – there have to be at least some players who in the back of their mind are thinking, okay, I don't need to dive in on this ball. I can, you know, let it go. It's not the end of the world. We're, we're in preseason. I want to make sure and stay healthy for next week, that kind of thing. So um, I think there was a little bit of sense of that, but yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of this team is coming together in a really short time. Um, They played a fair amount of preseason games, but they played a lot of reserves. And I think some of those players are going to get some opportunities during the season, but the kind of top line lineup uh we haven't seen many minutes of them together so i think it's going to be a work in progress uh, in the opening weeks like you said yeah and i think one of those uh players that you know potentially is coming off the bench he may get a start this weekend uh, who looked really good is adam Saldana. you know i saw him win i think uh he won a ball and i think that's uh he won a ball against rsl i think in the half field he was just like aggressive and got the ball and i think I led to Sebastian Legette's uh, shot on goal. I think that's what it was, and Sebastian Legette almost made it. But seeing that play, I was like, wow, that, that really stood out to me. And I think, you know, he's like, I, right, your tweet, uh, I'm going to paraphrase what you said, but I think he's going to get minutes, you know. Depend, he's, he's If he's playing like that, it's going to be a hard it, – it, you, know, you want players like that, right? They're, they're going to make it hard for you to – uh, for Greg Vanny to not give him minutes because you know what can potentially come off the bench, whether he starts, obviously he may start because the player's still getting rhythm. Um, what did, what do you think of his performance and what do you think uh, that what he can produce for the LA Galaxy this year? Yeah, I think uh, Saldana is, is one of the players who, uh, young players who won the preseason, let's say. Um, he is someone who I don't think many people had high projections for. He got a lot of playing time in the preseason, and I think he showed, like you said, I think he he belongs. Um, I think he'll probably make the jump up to MLS, you know, fairly well um, and in fairly short order. I think there's a chance that he is in contention for a starting spot uh, to open the season. I think with the midfielders that they have, uh, there's a lot of miles on those legs. And so if you have a player like Saldana in there, uh, you know, you're going to have a young, a young kid running around, hopefully doing a lot of the dirty work. So the other guys can um, play make or ping the beautiful passes a little bit more and not have to worry as much about covering a lot of ground. So I think uh, him, he, he's probably moved ahead of Carlos Harvey in the, in the uh, depth chart, um, which is a little bit of a surprise, but I think Saldana has been really good. And I think he's like, top two or three players who uh, really made a case for themselves in preseason. I think he's going to be with the first team. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes starting off the bench. You name it. Like he'll, he'll find a way. And I I think he's going to get an opportunity. 
Yeah, I mean, he's 19 years old, right? You're talking about some fresh legs right there. And he, if he could produce, right, obviously we know RSL probably not one of the strongest teams to your point, but if he could produce that on a consistent basis and he's going to be a player that, that's also going to grow, right? It's going to grow within this offense and within the rhythm, whether he comes off the bench or starts with them. It looks like he's going to get a lot of those big opportunities in his first couple games. And I think that's that's going to help him, right, with his development within the LA Galaxy because we don't know what, what the future could be. Like, say he has a great game against Inter-Miami. He has a couple of assist and are you really going to bench them that that's a hard decision and I think <laughs> those are decisions those are those are problems you want to have if you're Greg Vandy to like who do I start when I you know when you have all these all these young players veterans and stuff like that I think I mean that that means you have a great problem that means you have talent on your team and that also means you have competition within the team because that's what you that's what you want when you have a strong team and I think that's what we're already seeing a completely LA Galaxy we're seeing a team that that can play out the back where you see Jonathan Bond what he can what he can do uh, right as, as a goalkeeper he had a couple different saves and then we're starting to see more of those Galaxy 2 guys get that get that opportunity that I don't think we've seen in a long time. Yeah, another player along those lines is Jalen Neal. He played a lot in preseason. I think part of the reason was just because there weren't a lot of defensive options in preseason, so he was sort of filling a gap. But uh, Greg Vanny went back to him time and again. And, and even in this game, uh, Neal came off the bench and, and played some minutes. Neal played in a pinch right at right back. His, his normal position is center back. Um, and Vanny said, you know, I threw him in a, a tough spot. We really didn't have a choice in that game. And, um, you know, I thought he did pretty well considering, you know, we put him in a sink or swim scenario there. Um, so I think that's a, an indication that they think he can handle it and um, he can learn from tough experiences. And uh, I don't necessarily think that uh, Jalen Neal is going to be starting in the first few games of the season. But I would not be shocked at all if he comes off the bench in, in one of these games and gets some time and uh, starts to get acclimated to the MLS game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's what you want if you're Jalen Neal. I think that's what you want if you're if you're Galaxy Galaxy Two guys just to see the opportunity and you know to eventually because I think what I've always thought about the other Galaxy is like we see what FC Dallas is doing, right? We see what they're doing, but I always wondered like why the LA Galaxy weren't that team to like, you know, have that type of farm system, you know, to, to use a baseball term to, you know, to have play, to send players to Europe and, you know, get, get them a couple of opportunities. And I think we may see that with Greg Vanny, obviously this is his first year, but I think there's so much rich talent here in, in Southern California, just all of Cal or even NorCal that I think, you know, I always thought that like, you know, what LC Dallas is doing, I thought, you know, LA Galaxy should have been doing, you know, and I think right. uh, hopefully that changes. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough balance. I think people are starting to wonder if FC Dallas are becoming too much of a feeder system for Europe and, and not paying enough attention to kind of their first team and you know, balancing between, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to win titles and, and trying to pump out prospects. But uh, I definitely think that the Galaxy are behind the eight ball in that regard. They there is enough talent in the academy. There is enough talent in the region. And they just need to kind of, you know, get everything situated so that they can start selling prospects, something we've been talking about. But yeah, I mean, you know, giving guys an opportunity, letting them grow, letting them play, and then hopefully selling at least some of them on uh, for profit down the line. Others can become core members of the team. That's something that Vanny was, you know, saying that he wanted to establish the season. I, I don't see any reason why you can't have a homegrown player or two establish himself as part of that core for the team for the next several years, potentially uh, this year. So yeah, I think it's looking up and I think uh, kind of this integration, this balance between wanting to win, wanting to, you know, be the title winner, but also producing good young talent, uh, selling them, having them make major contributions to your club. Uh, you know, you can, you can do it all, but you'd have to be really smart about it all. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, I think that's potentially what like the aspirations are. If you're the other galaxy to have, you know, a solid MLS team that you're also feeding those young guys and also for them to get the opportunity and for the other galaxy, obviously to make some money selling these players, right. To get the opportunity, whether they spend one or two seasons or whatever, as we know, young Americans are very attractive right now in the markets and especially in Europe, uh, especially what, you know, what we see with, uh, you know, Christian Pulisic, you know, Giro Reyna, you know, Daryl DK, what he's doing over there now. Like, I mean, the list goes on and on and I think the opportunities are going to keep coming. And if, you know, if you're able to have both, which is very hard to do, but I think the other galaxy, you know, have the history, have, you know, have the brand as well. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a very popular brand around the world. I think they're definitely the, one of the teams that, that can do that and build that out. Um, I want to talk about the the, the build-up play that they scored on, right? We, we saw, I think it was legit to uh, Chicharito and then Chicharito missed it. 
or he, you know, yeah. he, he got with the defender and then Victor Vasquez put it away. Even though Chicharito did not score, he was involved in that play. He was, he was part, somehow he was part of that play. Right. And I think we didn't really see that last year. And we're seeing, I think almost every single time that they've scored in the preseason, he's been involved in somewhere, some part of that play. Obviously we want the goals to come. You expect the goals to come, but I think this is positive. I think he's a player that when a goal comes, you're going to start seeing three, four, five goals comes. That, that's that, that's expectations. But what, what do you what do you think of it? What do you make of his uh, preseason play and just him being involved in, in, in the goals? Yeah, I I would agree with you. I think um, he was working hard to try and score. You know, this was he was not uh, coasting in the preseason. He was he was really trying to um, get in rhythm and and get on the same page with his teammates and try and get the ball in the back of the net. It's a little bit concerning he didn't score, but the Galaxy didn't score a ton overall in preseason. So um, I think they're still kind of coming out of their uh, goal shy ways that, you know, that they had been in last year. And that's probably going to take some time to get over. But um, I'm with you. I think it is really uh, good to see that he was involved in the buildup or, you know, had the initial shot that may have been blocked. But then that, like, like you said, in, in the case of Vasquez's goal, uh, Vasquez made a trailing run and just slammed in the rebound. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that helps set up a teammate indirectly. Uh, he had some give and goes for some really good uh, chances earlier in the preseason. Um, he hit a shot that I think got uh, blocked that uh, Jonathan Perez scored at one point. So, yeah, he's been involved in the buildup. Um, and one of the things that we have always been told about Chicharito's game is uh, he's only a scorer. He doesn't do anything else. Um, he works hard, but you know, all he's going to do is make the runs in the box and, and score, and he doesn't do anything else. I'm not saying that he's going to suddenly become this, you know, beautiful playmaker and rack up 30 assists in a season, but I think he's showing that, uh, if the goals are not coming from him directly, he's finding other ways to get involved in the game. And if that means helping out a teammate, uh, setting up a teammate, being a decoy, in a useful way and not just in a taking up space kind of way uh, he's willing to do that. And I think that's really promising. Yeah. And also just, it shows his effort, right? He sure shows. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It shows his effort shows he's willing to do what it takes to, to get his team to score. And I think that's, that's not what the LA galaxy fans saw from him last year, right? Because of injuries, whatever he was dealing with personally and all that. Um, but now it's different. Now it's different. And I think yeah, the only thing I don't think I, I, I put too much into him not scoring the preseason because I also put like what we talked about before. Right. The team is not fully in rhythm. You you don't have all the all the pieces, yeah. all the full. The, you don't have 100 percent galaxy. Right. You have some of the young guys, even Greg Brandy talked about, you know, some of the guy, young guys are still trying to understand his movements and everything like that. But I think maybe potentially by the third, fourth game, whenever you have everybody there, obviously, I think there's still going to be some some learning, uh, you know, some learning uh, road bumps are along the way. But I think once you have the full 100% team, though, you're going to see a different Chicharito there, uh, potentially getting those goals in, you know, another another week with Victor Vasquez. We saw with Victor Vasquez and him, they looked a lot, they looked a lot more comfortable with each other, right? And this, this, that's what, that's what soccer is. You just got to get comfortable with your teammates. You got to understand that comes with time. And, but I think the main thing of this, I, I don't put too much, like I said, of him not scoring, but if, if he wasn't putting the effort, that'd be one story, but he put the effort. He also got a header. I think he had in the second half, he got a header that hit off the crossbar. He had just missed a hit off the crossbar, but I mean, the opportunities are there. I think, right. I think he, he's, he, he, right. He wants to score. I think every, every LA galaxy wants him to score, but I think the main thing, right now in the preseason the efforts there he's putting he's putting he's putting the team essentially on his back when he's when he's needing to do what he needs to do up top and I think those are all positive signs now it's just like okay when is it going to come <laughs> when is, when is it going to come together right I think that's just it but it's early in the preseason I, I wouldn't buy too much into him not scoring yeah I mean I think you make a good point of like don't don't get carried away but I just think uh if he doesn't score in the first like couple games this season. People are going to get anxious. You know, he's going to start to get a little bit anxious and we're kind of going to have a little deja vu. I think it just for his sake, for the team's sake, for everyone's sake, if he can score, you know, in the first game or two, get off the mark, really show that like, okay, I've put last year behind me and I'm ready to go now. Like let's, you know, let's bang in the goals. I think that's going to put a lot of people at ease, including himself. I think he really, I, I take him at face value that he really wants to perform and he really wants to redeem himself this year. And so I think if he gets a goal early in the season, he's going to feel good and, and that's going to help him a lot. And, and, you know, forwards are confidence players. So they need that belief in themselves and, and he definitely needs it right now. 
Yeah, I mean, if he scores on the first game, I mean, you're talking about Inter Miami, David Beckham's team, right? Just to start off, start off the season really well. Because you look at the first four games, right? It's Inter Miami on April 18th. The LA Galaxy got the New York Red Bulls on the 25th. Uh, the Seattle Sounders May 2nd, and then obviously LAFC, El Tráfico May 8th. Those aren't easy games. Maybe maybe Red Bulls, right? Maybe Red Bulls is the easiest of those of, of those uh, four games. But I think. If you start off hot within those first, you know, if he scores in the first game, second game, whatever, and he's on a row, then then it's a different story. And I think we were – everything's talked about, right? Everything's talked about, like, you know, he he has a debt to pay to the LA Galaxy fans. And not just that, but he's also saying he wants to make it – he wants to make it, make it back to the Mexican national team. One way to do that is by scoring goals. One way – you know, on top the of that – The only way to do it. You know, exactly. No. The yeah. only way – yeah, you're right. The only way is by by scoring goals and winning, obviously, and putting effort. And then on top of that, you have Tata Martino, who used to coach here in the MLS with the Flandern United. He understands the, the league, and he's not like any – I don't think he, he looks at the MLS like, oh, no, because he's scoring goals there. No. If he's scoring goals in, in the MLS, Tata Martino understands that, hey, he's in rhythm, he's scoring goals. So I think there's a lot work. There's a lot of motivation there, and I think I think it will come. And I think we you want to see it come within the first, what, two games, <laughs> if yeah. possible. But I think I think if, say, he doesn't score the first two games, but if he has assists, say he has three, three assists yeah. or two assists, then, okay, you can kind of live with that and they win. But, like, if they lose and he has no assists or anything like that, right. then then I think the, the pressure is going to start to build. So I'm very interested in how, how this goes, but I, I think I'm very more optimistic of what I've seen from him uh, this preseason and how he's moved around and everything. So I don't know. I think we just got to wait and see. Um, next topic I want to talk about, we, uh, Kevin Cabral. Um, you know, we, we and I were, were talking about this pre-chat, right? The thing about the MLS is, uh, you know, it's very interesting and it's sometimes it's very like head scratching to even us, right? That we, you know, we've been covering the teams or, you know, you've been covering, covering the MLS for a lot longer than I have, but understanding what TAM, GAM and all these different things mean, right? It's not like in Europe or any other place in the world where it's simple to understand. So obviously, as far as I know, Kevin Cabral is a young DP signing. From what I understand, that counts as a DP signing, um, but the way the reason why they used them as a young DP signing is to save money. But we were talking preach that Alicia understands it different. And I think she, she could be right. And I could be wrong, but this is the MLS. So that's as far as I understand. It. And I think I know people, cause I was listening to Greg Vanny. I know he, he did, he didn't mention uh, Christian Pavon by name. He, you know, he talked about, you know, there's still another player, uh, you know, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. You know, he was hinting at Pavone that he, Pavone essentially is not out of the question. Right. But I think uh, having three DPs, like Pavone may be out of the question for now, but I think later down the road, it could be a possibility. But let, let, let's talk about the young DP signing and then we'll get into the actual, what this means for the Galaxy. Yeah, so I was looking at uh, Kevin Cabral in a little more detail. Um, so he's playing in the French uh, second division with Valenciennes. Um, he was having a good season. Um, I've seen some chatter that like, oh, he hasn't scored much, but like this season he was, he was scoring at a pretty good rate. So, um, I think that's a good sign for, for LA. I also think that, you know, there's some nerves about the fact that he was playing the French second division. I'm not too worried about that. Right. Like Riyad Mahrez was signed out of the French second division and went and won, you know, the impossible league title with Leicester city. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's sort of a deal breaker and he's going to just flail miserably in MLS. I'm not saying exactly that he's going to take the league by storm, but I I don't think that that's necessarily like too big a jump for, for a player like that. I think as long as he has his feet on the ground and um, you know, adjusts on and off the field in relatively short order, you know, he, he has a lot of promise and I think that it's a good move. Um, But yeah, it's, it's interesting because, we're still waiting for the, I haven't looked today, but um, MLS is supposed to be dropping the roster rules uh, this week on their website. So we'll get some more insight into exactly what it means to be a, a young DP because technically uh, MLS has not formally announced the young DP initiative. So that's part of the confusion around it is um, the galaxy are like using a mechanism before it's actually like formally announced to the public. So we're sort of in the dark here. So. All of this is to say, like, if we sound like dummies, because uh, I think that they still have another DP slot and Geo thinks that their DP slots are all taken at this point, we're saying, haha, MLS, you know, it's so confusing. But that's in part because the, the rules are, are, are pretty opaque uh, to even those of us who cover it regularly. Yeah. So um, I think that part will get some clarification on this week. 
um, before the games start. The like I said, the league should be uh, publishing the roster rules this year, and that should give us some actual uh, fundamentals about what the young DP role means. Is a young DP slot different than a DP slot, or is it the same thing? Um, all that kind of stuff. So we'll have to see. Um, but either way, I think this is a promising sign. And uh, like we mentioned before, I think Cabral signing is an, an indication that the Galaxy want to get better uh, integrated with the global transfer market, right? Like if Cabral plays well for a few years, maybe they can sell him uh, back to Europe in a few years, make a good profit, um, start to make some money that way. And then they can put that back into their club and um, kind of get in with the modern MLS order in that way. Yeah, and I think the I think the the difference I understand is they call him a young DP to save money, but uh, you know, and and I'm not gonna like whether you're right, I'm wrong, whatever. It's confusing, right, for us to be here. So it's it's not like right. If, if people listening, people watching, it's like, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. It's trust me, it's not it's not a let simple. Me, let me say this: if anyone who covers MLS uh, claims to know all of the rules, <laughs> exactly, they are lying, right? Yeah, like exactly. they just you don't trust that person, right? Like all of us at some time, at some point or another are like, Ooh, I don't know. You know, like that's the mark of somebody who uh, has a pretty good sense if, if they're willing to admit that they don't know something about an MLS roster role, because at one point or another, it's going to come up. Yeah. And, it, and it's not as clear as you, you would expect, right? Since me covering the, the league for the last four years, coming from like NBA, right. And, and baseball, it's like, everything's a lot more transparent, a lot more clear. You understand it. You can look at rosters, Blah, 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 right? It's simple. MLS is not like that. I don't understand why it's not like that. Understands why why fans can't see how, how much players make and all these different things when you can in the NBA, right? But I don't I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But I think the, the biggest thing about this signing, right, is the youngest B, uh, DP signing in, in, in Galaxy history, right? Which that I find that uh, amazing, right? Because I was like, dang, in their, what, 26 years of existence, they never signed uh, someone young. And I, and I see this also as... um. You know, as I, I don't have no, no sources of this or anything, but I see this more as a as a um, Greg Vanny signing and coming him and you know, hey, you know, turning the leaf over. This is how we're gonna do things, and I do see really that Dennis the Close is putting a lot of trust in Greg Vanny because I know I, I think it's a it's a it's a risk from the typical LA Galaxy model, right? From bringing the David Beckhams, the Slotons, you know, Robbie Keens, like you, you name it, the list goes on, right? And all the different players. It's a different model. Kevin Cabral is not a name that everybody knows in Europe. Now, I don't think everybody knows about him essentially in France, but it's a young guy. He's 21 years old. We haven't seen this from the LA Galaxy. And I always wonder when they were going to do that because I think the, the MLS is a league that's starting to become a selling, more selling league than, than, you know, you're trying to get those. I, th- I still think you do need those superstars to, mm-hmm. to come bring. You do need the Slotons. You do need the David Beckhams. But I also think you could be both. And I and I, and I see right. the LA Galaxy being both, you know, with this move and being switching the things. I know uh, LA Galaxy fans were like, whoa, we've never seen this before. We, we don't know what to do with this. That's a lot of money. I think it was just posted today. They paid around $6 million, you know, and, and they're, they're, it's a five. The thing that really sh, uh, sh, uh, I found surprising about this was like the, his five-year contract that, you know, that, that is like, typically is like, you know, he's 21, two, three, three four years right. or whatever, but it's five years. So they're, they're, they're in the long haul for him. Right. And deep, typically DPs, uh, we know they make over what uh, what one point two million dollars. I don't I don't remember the figures exactly, but he's he's getting paid really well, right? At, at twenty one years old, and I think there's, and on, on top of that, he's replacing Christian Pavone, and we know Christian Pavone played every single game. I was he was the heart and soul of this team, so he has big shoes to fill, you know. And I think that's where the risk is at, right? Is like if he doesn't work out, right? Because we. Yeah. Where he played, you know, second division, uh, League Two. I think that's what you say in France. But I think that's that's where like potentially is like okay, he, this is where he came from. When we don't know to him, it's not like he played at Boca Juniors where everybody knows, right? As like he hasn't played in the World Cup or anything like that. The unknowns is why it's a risk. That's a risk, and LA Galaxy have never gone down this path, and which is it's just fair to say, right? But I think this is Greg Vanny, and I think we we got to. I think he's rolling the dice and I think you just gotta, you just gotta let it ride. And I think everything that we've seen from Greg Vanny has looked good. It looked way better than the, what the LA Galaxy were last season. They're better coached. Right. They moved around. And I think, okay, 
if Dennis the close uh, is, you know, letting Greg Vanny with this go ahead and sign him, I think he talked about they were, they were looking at him for 12 weeks. I think that's what he said. So this is not a player that they were just looking at. Like they've been following this player for what, three months. And okay. When, when are we three or four months? When are they going to strike on him? And I think you, you, you realize, okay, this is it. If this is, if this is a player that potentially could take him over the hump for these next five years, or they start to sell him. I'm excited, and I think you have to be excited too if you have the Galaxy. Now, on the other side, if it doesn't work out, then you got some questions to ask because it's a five-year deal. Yeah, I mean, and and like you said, in MLS, that's unusual. We don't see that very often, so it's 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 a big risk. But um, I mean, that's part of the transfer market, right? Like you're gonna hit some players, you're gonna miss on some. You obviously want to hit get a lot more hits than you get misses. Um, that this is the first one. Like you said, this is this is a big deal because you you want to get it right the first time and, and kind of lay down a marker um, to help you get a track record moving forward. Because obviously the other thing is like when you have that first player, they agree to come over here. Um, the hope is they flourish, they succeed, they get that big move that they want down the line. Then that helps pave the way for more guys uh, to come later on. Um, and 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 so that's the model. But yeah, we got to start with this one guy and, and see how he performs on the field before we can. Uh, get into big pronouncements on what it means for the future of the galaxy. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think it's, it's the kind of move that the galaxy have needed to make for a while and hopefully uh, it pays off <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what you're hoping because I think the one thing that will say, right. He, I think he's, he's coming from playing like right now, like yeah, he's, you know, informed. He, he's informed so that you don't have to worry about him playing like uh, being game fit. Like you right, do like with some other basically was on the shelf for I don't know how many months, but yeah, in, in the case of Cabral, he's, he's ready to go. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I think it was reported earlier that I don't think he's going to be playing uh, because of visa issues. Right. And all that. He he's not going to be available work. for the first game. I'm not sure what that means for the second game with quarantine, all the different stuff that they have to do. Right. He may, he may potentially miss the first two games. Um, I do. I think to him not playing two, two weeks. Would that make miss some of his fitness? Potentially, potentially may miss some of his fitness, but he's already, he's already in game fit. I mean, if he, if he misses two weeks, it's two weeks. I don't think he's going to, you know, he's going to have to come off and play 30 minutes necessarily. I think he'll probably play 60 minutes and all 70 minutes. He, he's in game fit. So I'm not, I'm not worried about them. If he misses, if he misses two weeks now, if he gets three, four weeks and okay, then, then you got some concern. Uh, I think you're, if you're there, like actually just hope you try to get him as fast as you can. Obviously we know. No, but, no, Yoni Gonzalez. Uh, no, exactly. Exactly. You don't want a Yoni Gonzalez. Cause then what, it took like two months for him to come. Yeah, a long I mean, time. So I, I think if, if they get him here, like within the next, what next week, uh, right. He misses the first two games. Okay. I think you could live with that. He comes, he's available by the third game. I think they're playing, who, who did I say? They're playing the Seattle Sounders by the third game in the fourth game. Obviously you got LAFC. Um, I mean, I mean, he's coming into some coming and playing to some strong teams, right? The Seattle Sanders right. and LFC, but I think that that's what you want. That's what you're he's going to get tested right away. And I think that's what you want to see if you're an LA Galaxy fan, how he does against the Seattle Sounders, how he does against, a, a, you know, an LAFC team. Because if you're paying this type of money, um, you know, you want to make sure that he's proven. And I think we're going to see we're going to see him battle tested right away. And I think that's a good thing. And, that, and that's a good thing. And, and if he shows out and he balls out, then you're like, then, then you live with them. You're like, all right, this is a guy we're going to ride with them. Right. And I mean, I think this year they're going to be calling on as many guys as possible to score goals. Right. Like, I don't think, you know, I think it would be nice if Chicharito scored 30 goals, but I think it's more like, let's do a committee thing. Let's hope that he gets, you know, in a good rhythm, but you know, Grand Sierra, we want seven goals. Cabral, we want seven goals. Legette, we want five to 10 goals, you know, et cetera. Uh, so on and so forth so that it's not just like because that was one of the problems last season was that Pavone was the only scoring option and so if he wasn't scoring usually a, a really amazing goal there was nothing else there and and this year I think they want to you know Cabral doesn't have to come and score 25 goals he but he do, he does need to chip in with goals every you know three or four games that'll be the expectation for him um We'll see if he can do it, but uh, you know, I think that's kind of where the baseline is for the coming season. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Just it's going to be like right, depending who who's there, who's in rhythm, who who, who where the ball finds the person to, to score the goals. But I think yeah, you definitely want him to score the goals, and he's not coming in to be the guy, right? He, there's a lot more. There's a lot more offensive options for these for this LA Galaxy team. I think they're moving the ball a lot better. I think it's just going to take time for them to get used to rhythm. Obviously, Kevin Cabral. The good thing he also has another French a French winger on the other side. Right. 
and you know they can they obviously i'm assuming they will become buddies they can talk french when they need to talk french i mean all that all that helps a player all that helps like hey you have someone from the same country that you're from is going to help you adjust you know get to i don't know if he's been to la before i don't know if he's been to the u.s before you know it's different when you go to a different country and not everybody speaks french or not everybody speaks english i don't even know if i think he does speak english i think we saw that video of him uh with the LA galaxy the LA galaxy posted on the social media but a lot of those things especially he's 21 so i think and I, I'm, I'm assuming the LA Galaxy are going to take care of him and stuff like that. But I think having another, another uh, teammate that's there and can help him who's more mature and can help him adjust. And I think, I think it's really going to help him in the long run. And it's also going to help. Uh, those are the, some of the intangibles, right? right. That I feel that, that I feel are, are really going to help out LA Galaxy and Kevin Cobal. So I'm just excited to see him and how he looks in that uniform and how he looks, he plays. Um, now, let me ask you, what what do you think are some of the strengths of the LA Galaxy starting right now? And what are some of the weaknesses? Okay. Um, I did write a preview, but it was a little over a week ago. So I got to remember what I wrote. I should have probably reviewed ahead of time. But um, no, I think, um, I think this team will have a good uh, balance of experience and youth. Um, this team has traditionally been over-reliant on really old players. And I think that there's going to be a good mix of, um, like we've said before, they're going to rely on some homegrowns, you know, Cabral, like you know, players like that who are, who are going to give them some youth and, and hopefully liven things up a little bit. I also think that they have a good coach. Um, obviously we'll have to see how the, the results pan out and how the performances go, but I do really think that Fanny is a proven coach. And I think that that's going to help them tremendously. I think even with the, work in progress group that they have, I think they're going to be substantially better than they were um, you know, over the last several seasons. Uh, weaknesses, I think the big one is um, their defense remains a huge question mark. And, um, you know, Derek Williams, they did bring in. Um, I think he's probably going to get some uh, playing time, although I don't know how ready he is for the start of the season. I know he's been training some, but he's coming off of surgery. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to have to be worked in over time or if he'll be ready to go uh, pretty soon. But I do think that there's some real questions about the defense and that's been the real Achilles heel of this team, um, you know, for a long time. And, and that's something that we really don't have any answers for yet. Uh, preseason, I don't think really told us a lot um, in that department. We just have to kind of see them get into those pressure pack moments and see how they perform. Um, I do think that like Daniel Starris is a player who, he sticks around continuously for a reason. Like, I think he's probably a little bit better than people think uh, he is. But having said that, I think that the central defense has been a real weakness for the team for a long time. And, and that's something that I think is a huge question mark uh, coming into the season. So yeah, though, I guess those are, are kind of the big ones uh, for me. Yeah. And I think for me, I think for me, like the strengths, right. I think you, you have, you have depth, every position essentially right you have depth. Mm -hmm. i think that that's what they didn't have last year uh you know and i think the biggest strength that they've gone this year is the goalkeeping position mm -hmm. you know what jonathan bond has done this this preseason which we assume he will carry on to the regular season i don't see i don't see why he doesn't do that um he has made some saves that you're like wow like you yeah. know he's, he's made some saves and you know watching him being that vocal leader that the LA Galaxy didn't have some uh, last season that's another another intangible thing that that's going to help him you know to right. help his teammates where to be in position where to move the ball where, where to be and all that I think that goes such a long way that I don't think many people really understand and you know and I think I, I'm assuming if, you, if you're his teammates he, he he's not yelling at you he, he is telling you educating right. like hey I need you over here move to the left, move to the right ball over here. Like that is like, okay. Like he, you got eyes behind your head and, mm -hmm. and you need that. Right. You need, you need that. He's just so vocal. And I think that, I think the goalkeeping position is going to help the defense. Yeah with some of those mistakes. Right. Yep. Cause there's a, there's a lot of unknowns with the defense. I'm with you. The defense, I think it's better than last season, but we've only seen so much this preseason that it's kind of hard to gauge until the regular right. season starts, right? Because if, say, so-and-so starts getting beat, beat up on the left-hand side or so-and-so starts getting beat up on the right-hand side or down the middle, you know, you do have uh, Jonathan Bond that could make a, make a save. But there's there's going to be a game where Jonathan Bond may have a bad game and the defense will need to step up. And I think we're, we're going to find out within these first four games that how ba well battle-tested the, the defense really is. But I think one po another positive of the defense is they can play from the back 
from what mm. we've seen. They're they're better playing from the back than what we saw last season. And they're a lot quicker from the back than we've right. seen last season. And, you know, they're very slow. And, you know, it, it was it, it just didn't look good last season. And now, like, within these couple games, you, you, you see a, a completely different season. I think you want to see that um, moving forward. And I think – and my, my, I think my final, my final strength on this is the coach really well. Mm-hmm. They're, they're coach really well on them being, being coached really well by Greg Vanny and, and knowing how, how to be and, you know, understanding and what, what the LA Galaxy really means. I think my final weakness for them is they're not going to be in rhythm right away. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I think that, that, but that, that's, that's, I, I see that as a temporary thing for the LA Galaxy, not being in a rhythm. Because I think within the third or fourth game, whenever they get Cabral, I think that may change. Yeah, I think uh, they're going to be working on the fly. I think a lot of teams are going to be working on the fly. Um, we've seen some teams play six, seven, eight preseason games, and we've seen some teams play two preseason games. And I think there's going to be a lot of variance between teams that are truly ready and teams that are just going to kind of figure it out on the fly. I think the Galaxy are probably in the middle, but they they have a new coach and a lot of new players, a new system. Um, so yeah, I, I agree that there's, there's going to be some growing pains, hopefully not catastrophic ones, hopefully not, you know, five, one loss, uh, <laughs> type growing pains, yeah. but, you know, moments where it's going to get tough, where they're going to look pretty ragged and, and, you know, try to battle through one way or another. And of course we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing. If you're a Galaxy fan, you don't want to see that because you experienced that last season. Yeah. I think that you experienced what the, the six-two loss. They, I don't think you want to see that this year, and I don't think you hope Greg Vanny doesn't allow that to happen, right? Because I think last season, I don't want to say, I don't ever want to say a team quit, but it it looked like some of the players, some of the players quit last season on certain games, and you know, you never want to say that about a team, but you know, it was pretty evident by by the, how they played. And I don't, I don't get that feeling from them this year, right? They could, have, they could all have a bad game, and that could potentially happen. But I don't, I don't think if you're an LA Galaxy fan, you wanna, you, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to see your team not be in the game, right? If you lose right. three, three two or two one or four three or something like that, you have to be within the game, right? If you end up losing, you know, five, five, well, well four two, and then you you get scored on the last two minutes of the game, okay, then then that's a different story, right? right? But if you're getting you're getting you're getting smacked around like you were last season, uh, I don't think I don't think that's un- unacceptable this season with all the moves, the head coaching, and also the expectation that you have, and everything that Chicharito has said, and you know, and Jonathan dos Santos has said, and you know, some of the signs that they made, I think I don't I don't think that's acceptable this season. I hope it doesn't happen because we know the other guys fans are going to voice their opinions and that's as it should, but I don't think right. them losing by four goals or three, or, you know, five goals or anything like that, that, that shouldn't happen this season. I, I don't think that should be accepted. I don't, I don't think it will. Um, but just to close this off, how do you, how do you see this matchup uh, uh, with, with inter Miami? Obviously we knew this, this matchup was supposed to happen before, before COVID hit, obviously right. COVID hit and, but they're, they're redoing it this year. How do you see this matchup and, and inter Miami and LA Galaxy going at it? Well, it's interesting because I think uh, intern are, are in a really similar position to the Galaxy. They changed their coach and went for basically a culture change, actually a pretty similar culture change. They went from uh, a Latin American coach to a British co- uh, English coach and Phil Neville, who was most recently coaching the England women's national team. Um, I think Neville is interesting because he's never been the head coach of a men's team before. Um, I think some people really like him and think that he's a really good, uh, you know, motivator of players. I don't know tactically really if he's kind of where his level is for MLS. I, I think it's intriguing and potentially um, a huge risk reward type situation. Um, and then you have Vanny who is also new, um, but Vanny does have that grounding in MLS. He has the experience. He has a proven track record in MLS Having said that, it's going to be in Miami, so that's that's going to make things a little bit tougher for the Galaxy. Um, but I think the Galaxy can come in and and say, why can't we get a win in this game? Like, there's no reason why we we can't come in and and, and um, lay down a marker to start this new regime. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy. They have some good players. Uh, Rodolfo Pizarro, I think, was was really good last year, and uh, really their their brightest. Uh, spot they have another forward who is looking for redemption this year and um gonzalo higuain i always get the higuain brothers confused mm. but gonzalo higuain the the superstar um he came mid-season last year and, and was not very good um so he's looking for some redemption score some goals and 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 become a superstar in mls this year so 
Uh, there's some parallels definitely between the teams, but yeah, like I said, I think the galaxy should have feel every reason to believe that they can get a win. And um, it's just a matter of uh, if they can get the execution down and in time to, uh, to actually get that win. Yeah. And, and also into Miami, I was reading there. I don't know if they got their four DP situations, but they got, they got four DPs over the there. So, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, I think if you're the MLS, right. Make it 60 DPs, make it five. I don't know. Like, there comes a point we don't need to go down this route but there comes a point that you're gonna have to open it up and i don't know if it's gonna be under dan garber as a commissioner it might have to be someone else but i i think it's gonna come a point and i understand why they do it but i think you know i mean the 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 league has grown so much you know that i think you you can open it up to have more more designated players right but i'm not the commissioner i don't i don't make those exceptions but this is why it's confusing even so i think even inter miami is confused by this whole situation um some of them i don't i don't know so i think they were trying to be sneaky some people think they're trying to be sneaky i haven't you know i don't follow the team i'm not in the beat so i, I don't I, I can't really comment on the situation but having 40 ps is not is not a good thing in the mls when you're about to start the season here within a week so i don't know i don't know if they if they figured it out but i think i was reading last week that they had they're gonna have to make a move they're gonna have to loan someone out and stuff so it's gonna be very interesting right but i think if you're the other yeah, galaxy right if you could come out with the with the win uh, that is the best thing because you, that, that place is going to re- be rocking. I don't know if Florida is at a hundred percent capacity. I see Miami. Get, Pretty close. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see Miami, like the videos and stuff, people going down there. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have a full house rocking down there. Right. So if you can't get a win. I think obviously the next big thing is it's a tie away. It's a right. tie away. And all right, you get a two, two tie or one, one tie. However you can get a tie, you get a tie, but you know, Miami's going to come hard because they're going to play in front of the fans for the first time actually right. in, the, in the season. So, you know, it's going to be a tough game. It's also going to be at 12, at 12 PM Pacific time, which is 3 PM East coast time. So they're going to go from dry heat in Tucson, Arizona to some humidity. Yeah. Uh, and it's very sticky. Obviously, if you've been in Florida, anywhere in Florida, it's very sticky. I've been there so many times that, you know, it gets a little hard to breathe when it's so sticky. And I don't understand why they're playing at 3 p.m. when this game should be like at 6, 7 p.m. at night. But, hey, I don't I don't make those decisions. It's it's for the TV contract. That's why they're doing it. Oh, makes sense. I should have said money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's for the money. It's for the money. So it makes sense. But all right, at least I think that's I think that's all we have. Is there anything else you you like to add before we let you go? No, I just really excited for the season to come. So it's it's going to be a it's going to be a marathon, but uh this is this is why we do this, right? This is why we're here. So I'm I'm looking forward to the games. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Um you know, I'm excited to see you once again. I'm excited for the season kickoff. I'm excited, you know, for everything the competition get back up and I'm excited, you know, if, you know, finally fans are going to be back, let back in. Uh, to the stadium. So that that's exciting. But let let the fans know where they can follow you. Sure. You can find my work on uh, the LA Galaxy at lagconfidential.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Soccer Musings. Guys, give her a follow if you don't already do. She does a great job talking about the LA Galaxy. Of course, guys, you guys can follow me at LA on Twitter. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your music. We're also on Spotify. And again, guys, Monday nights is dedicated uh, to the LA Galaxy. We're talking live stream. Join us here on Monday nights. And thank you for everybody tuning in. So for Alicia, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.